Wait, this podcast is a mess because our guest is here. <laughs> we moving fast. Wait a minute. Come on in, guest. Jump right on in. It's the 184th episode of the Vita's House podcast. I'm Vita Say What. Dexter Stucky is here. We have Toya, LaToya. I don't know. What's your podcast name, Toy? Oh, it's LaToya Charleston, but Chocolate Divinity, too. Or Hood Rat Chat. Okay. Yes. Yes. Or Hood Rat Chat. Hood you know, Rat Chat is joining us. <laughs> and we were supposed to talk about stuff, but our guest is joining us as well. So uh, we have Moose Impact Wrestler joining us on the pod. He dissed us last time. So He's actually joining us and he's early. So I'm going to let him in the room and we just going to roll with the punches today. Okay. We're going to wait for him to. I love that you say Moose Impact Wrestler. Like that's his full name. It's Moose (laughs) and he is a Impact Wrestler. (laughs) (laughs) I see. I'm not, I'm not in the wrestling world. So I don't, I don't know the correct terminology. It so would be you, like saying, you have to check me, Dexter. It would be like saying Mina and then put the whole radio station behind you as if that's your last name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mina <laughs> say what? Sirius XM The Heat. Yes. 100.3 <laughs> R&B. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the pod, Moose. Yo, what up? You gotta do the dance that your, gr- your groupies do. What's the little dance <laughs> your groupies be doing? They're not I have no fans. idea. <laughs> They're fans? They're They're like groupies sometimes, Dexter. I don't know if you. No, I mean, they. they, Some. I guess you could say they're groupies, but it's ninety-eight percent men groupies. Mm -hmm. So when they're men, they can't be groupies. They they're fans. They call. I'm not no groupie. I I, I Uh, just because I can't be one, man. I'm a fan. Like I love it. In the wrestling, in the wrestling world, they call it marks, which I'm not. Particularly a big fan of that word, but that's what they're called. Marks? Yeah, because yeah. usually if something crazy happens, like you mark out, which means like go crazy. So they call them marks because that's what they do. Yeah. Okay. Like the thing I sent you earlier today, that was a good spot that people would have went crazy for. Like they they marked out. They would have marked out for it. Yeah. Okay. In, the sport, in, the, in the sports world, they call it groupies. In the wrestling world, they call it marks. Yeah. Look at y'all. Y'all got your I own know, terminology. And the only yeah. mark that I know from like a Cali background is you mark Trick Buster. So it's not the same? It's not the same. Okay. No, it's not the same. <laughs> not the same at all. Okay. So, here we go. So I know Moose from college, which is so weird that he's like a famous wrestler. But I want you, Moose, to meet the rest of the people on the podcast. Go ahead, guys. Okay. Uh, Dexter Stuckey, a, a, a wrestling Mark, myself. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Latoya. I'm not a wrestling Mark, but I've always been interested in it. I come from a family, the boys. It's the tradition with my dad, grandparents. Hey, hey, you know, know, like I said, I'm not particularly, um, I don't like that word Mm -hmm. because I, I feel like even the wrestlers were all Marks. Like if I met, I've never met The Rock, but if I ever meet The Rock, I'll probably ask for a picture or I'll probably mark out because, like, in this industry, he's, like, the success story. He's, like, the the, the pinnacle of where you're trying to get to, you know? So, yeah, so if I ever was to meet him, I'll be a super fan and I'll be like, hey, you inspire me. Like, I actually have – it's funny because my wife – I tweeted at The Rock a few times, and he he's responded a few times. But I remember, like a year ago, I showed my wife, "Hey, look at this tweet that The Rock said," and he said about me, and she framed it, and it's up in our living room. 
So in, in other words, that's I call myself I'm a mark. So yeah. that's why I, I'm not particularly um like I, I I really dislike that word because you're calling the guys the fans that like us, you're kinda like disrespecting them. Disrespect. Yeah. Like, yeah, I that's mean, why I really no don't. disrespect. No, 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 no. I mean, you don't know, but um, they call themselves that. I mean, so like, it's I get yeah, what they call saying. themselves that, but they're disrespecting themselves because there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. Like, if you saw Michael Jordan, how would you act? Like, same, yeah. like you know, if I saw LeBron, I would be like, oh my god, that's LeBron. Like, that's that's nothing wrong with that. Like, is um, there a, is there a wrestler you've met or worked with that you did mark out for? Oh, oh yeah! I remember the first time I met um, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, mm-hmm. um, and we became good friends. But like the first time I met him, I actually smoked weed with him. With <laughs> in my mind, I was like, "Are you fucking serious? I'm smoking weed with Razor Ramon, like <laughs> unreal, like craziest moment of my life." You know, yeah. right? so it was like, yeah, that was that was definitely like the biggest by the the most exciting time since I've been a wrestler when I met Razor Ramon for the first time and we, I was at his house and wow. it was just like smoking a joint like it was nothing. It was like it blew my mind. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So Dexter was breaking down to me that Impact Wrestling is like different, right? Because I kept saying Moose, the Impact Wrestler, but it's like, <laughs> I felt like I had to introduce you that way because there's like different divisions and stuff like that, right? There's different um, companies, promotions. There's WWE that everybody knows. It used to be WWF. Um, there's Impact Wrestling. There's AEW, which is doing great right now. There's Drink of Honor. There's New Japan. There's New, that's my dog. Hey, shut up. There's New Japan. Hey, shut up. Oh, that got him. You put that, that bass behind that voice. He knew what was on. You probably have a small little chihuahua. You're this big-ass man. <laughs> yeah. you, let me see your dog. I want to see your dog. Hey, Timmy, come here. <laughs> Timmy, come here. What's Timmy, his name, Timmy? T.D. Oh. Timmy, come here. Timmy. Can you imagine if he was your dad? I would Timmy, be come here. I'd be the best child ever. Timmy. Talking to me like that. Oh, I'm sorry. T.D. ain't worried about come you. Here. So, Mina, I think that it's really interesting that you said he is a big man. I think it's important to note that during the quarantine period, he lost over 30 pounds. Is that right? Um, yeah, probably a little bit more, but in that, like, in that round. In and that, then also, like, in wrestling, like, it's a big and cool thing to be big. Like, that's a thing. And I was reading that they still announce you as being, like, close to 300 pounds, even though you're nowhere yeah. near it, which is hilarious. Right now, um, this morning, I woke up, I was 256, I believe. And T.D., come here. T.D., come here. I, think, I keep thinking you're saying titty. <laughs> T.D., come here. Titty. Titty, come here. Yeah, they, they, it's funny they announced me as 300, but I'm 50 pounds less than huh? what they announced me oh, as. Oh, okay. It's Aww. not okay. I knew he was going to be tiny. Is that yeah. a Doberman picture? I mean, that's his name, Tiny Dog. But <laughs> tiny Dog. <laughs> <laughs> and we call him TV for sure. It's a chihuahua. Oh, okay. You so, called it, Mina. You definitely said it. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be the big guys that got the little ass dogs. You ever see them walking? They're tiny and the guys are huge. Yeah, I, I cannot do big dogs. I can't. 
Like, especially big dogs who think they're tiny and want to jump on your lap. And uh, that, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So, so Moose, you and I went to college together. And, it, yeah. and I remember Moose had hit me up and was like, oh, I'm in Philly and I have a match. Come see me. And I like I didn't I mean, I don't really follow wrestling. So I just went to support you, you know, and and see you. And I was like, this guy is popping like in this world. And you had your little dance and y'all had, you know, it was like it was fire. Like I enjoyed it so much. And I was really so impressed with you. And, you know, when we were in college, you played football. So, like, what made you transition from like football? Because you did go pro. And then you end up going into impact wrestling. Um, okay, so since college and even since high school, since I was like 10 years old, I was a big, huge fan of professional wrestling. And um, it was always something I knew I wanted to do. Um, but I was kind of like derailed from doing it because, like you said, I played pro and I got drafted from Syracuse. So it was always something I wanted to do. I just didn't know when I was going to, you know what I'm saying, start this journey to be a professional wrestler. He said, you know, I got derailed because I went pro. (laughs) (laughs) And I got drafted. That's the thing. I wasn't really a football fan. Like, I would be here to tell you honest. I was never really a football fan. It was just something, luckily, I was blessed and I I was good at. Yeah. But um, no, really no passion to do it. I mean, in college, I liked it because, I mean, all your boys did it. It was a, it was a good time. You're hanging with your boys and the But like when I got to the league, I I hated it. It was like it became a job. It wasn't fun. Like um, you no take sit down. You're on the team with like I'm a 20 year old boy. You know what I'm saying, young adult, and I'm on a team with guys who are like 30 and 35, and they have families. It wasn't like college where. Right? We all came in at 17 and, you know what I'm saying, act stupid and got drunk and then played football. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like that. It was, it was different. So I hated the atmosphere. It's kind of like – it, it kind of made me grow up quicker than I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably why I hated it. <laughs> now, <laughs> I have a question. Were you um, – did you wrestle in high school like in um, and in college as well or no? Um, I wrestled in high school for one week and then I quit. What? Like you were you 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 were blocking your blessing, Moose. No, it's, yeah. the, it's different. I did it. I literally did it for. It probably wasn't went up to a week. It was probably like four days, and I was like, "Screw this! This is like the conditioning alone." Like was like, "I'm not meant for this." Like, now did us, you- I remember they had us running around us, like you know how the classrooms were in college, like a box. And they had this little sweatsuit that you would wear. And it was like, oh, yeah, um, if you're going to wrestle, you have to – how you wait like 265. We have to get you down to like 250 or something like that. So we will practice, and after practice, we will have to run around this room with a sweatsuit. And I did that for a week, for less than a week, and I was like, screw this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this. So were you like, this ain't what the WWF is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hell no, I'm not doing this. There's no way that you're getting my ass to do this. So I quit. I just stopped showing up. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, like you play professional football and like that's not uncommon for a rest- someone to transition from 
a wrestler to, I mean, a football player to a wrestler. There's a lot of guys who have done it. And you said that what you didn't like is kind of like the locker room aspect of like the football situation because you have to grow up fast. What's the difference in the locker room from the NFL to like wrestling? Um, it's kind of similar actually. Um, cause like, once again, like you're dealing with, uh, a certain range of eight of guys with, um, different ages. So you have guys who are as young as 22 to guys who are as old as 50 in the locker room, probably even older. And, um, so it's definitely, it's definitely different. Like you hang with your crew, like everybody doesn't get along in the locker room, just like same with any professional locker room. So you hang out with the guys who get along with the most and, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. Moose, I was reading that, okay, so you're a two-time Impact Grand Champion and a one-time TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Yay. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then it said you're the fourth African-American World Champion in the history of Impact. So, going coming into the sport and, you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming if you're the fourth African-American world champion in the history of impact, there's not a whole lot of people of color in the sport. How have you been dealing with that? Um, honestly, I haven't really thought about it. Um, I kind of have a different mindset when it comes to race and all that stuff. Um, and that's a whole nother topic we could get into. But the way I look at it is like um, I put myself in an equal field as anybody uh caucasian or asian or jewish person so me winning it i'm winning it as quinn ojanaka the man and not the skin color Mm -hmm. so i don't look at race as i don't look at race the way people um same people the same way most people look at it i i saw this interview by um i can't think of his name right now um morgan freeman and he said something that really stuck to me. He was, and they asked him, they was like, how do you end racism? It was like, simply don't talk about it. Like you don't look at me as a black man and I don't look at you as a white man, but you look at me as Morgan Freeman and I'll look at you as Chris Dickinson. And that's how I try to live. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? So um, when it comes to winning championships, I look at it as Quinn Ojanaka won the championship, not the black not the fourth black man in impact history winning the championship. Right. Does that make sense? Now, as far as... Go ahead, um, As far as, like, storylines and stuff like that, how much creative control do you have over that? And, and for you guys who are watching, the storyline is basically the what the character is doing or what he's doing on TV. So, like, when you're going through those, like, do you have creative control to kind of say, like, what you will or won't do? Or are you open to, like, whatever is presented to you? Um, I would say at Impact Wrestling, you have more creative control than you do elsewhere. Uh-huh. Um, like, there are things that they might tell me I'm going to do, and if it makes me look a certain way, I might tell them how much I dislike it, and out of respect, they might not do it or go uh-huh. another way or try to make it better for me. But sometimes that doesn't always work. So it's almost like 50-50 on uh, on creative like that but they're always the one thing i've never worked for wwe but i've heard stories the difference or impact is you usually know what you're gonna do and you could actually pitch to them how to make it different or how to make it better in the in your sense and sometimes they go with it sometimes they don't okay 
where in WWE, it doesn't matter what you think or what you say, they go with. I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> now, oh. Toy, <laughs> Toy doesn't have an issue. She'll yeah. come back. She'll come back on. Um, I was wondering, like, what are your workouts like? Because, um, I mean, you're very conscious about your weight. The fact that you weighed yourself in the morning, <laughs> I, right. I can't tell you the last time I weighed myself. He was like, this morning, I weighed 256. So what is, like, your workout regimen like? Do you watch what you eat? Like, are you really into that? Oh, yeah. The last year, I've been really, like, really, really, really um, conscious of what I eat and what I do day to day. So every morning, I do weight myself. Um I got to the, I'm now in a habit where I measure every meal that I eat. Um, yeah. Um, and then the workouts are crazy. Like, um, the workouts are really, really crazy and even psychotic on certain days where, and I mean, it, it's worth it because uh, I'm now in a, in a point in my career where I'm the best I've ever been. So, mm-hmm. Definitely worth, worth it. Yeah. What are you bench pressing? Like, what are we doing? I wouldn't know numbers <laughs> here. <laughs> uh, I, I honestly couldn't tell you because I, I, I don't work out to see how strong I am. I just work out to look good and be perform yeah. better in the ring. So I don't do a lot of one rep max. Or I can't tell you the last. I can't tell you what I squat. I can't tell you what I bench press. I can because I, I don't train for the number. I train just to to be in better shape and to look decent when I perform yeah if if someone was interested in being a wrestler or getting into the industry like what advice would you have for them um be very patient because it takes time um and that's one thing that um I didn't have when I first started I wanted everything on my plate as soon as I started and um I had to learn very quickly that you have to be very very patient like it takes time like um like it takes a long time to to actually say that oh I'm successful in this thing called wrestling. Why you want to be a wrestler? And that's, and, that's, and that's anything. And that's anything really in life. It's just not being a wrestler. That's just anything. Period. Dexter, you gonna try out? Well, so I asked that question because like, and then and I like I, I talked to a lot of people who are in there like you know like the way you're approaching this is not the respectful way. Like people aren't gonna take you serious. I just want to have one match. Like, I only want to do one match, like, for my birthday. Like, I want to do that. But they're like, nobody's going to actively train you if you're only wanting to, to do one match. But, like, I, I want to do one match. So, like, is that possible at all? Like, do you- Yeah, that's, that's, very, that's very possible. You just uh-huh. go training, and you just have to find a promote, promotion out there. There's a lot of indie shows. I don't think any major promote, promotion would bring you in. I'm right, just being right. real, yeah, realistic. Yeah. I don't think any major promotion would bring you in to be like, oh, he just had one match. Let's go. But um, there's a lot of indie companies out there in every city and every state that that have wrestling shows week every month that will bring you in to be like, hey, let's see. He wants to have one match. Let's see what he got. I think you have to to train train your ass off to to get there. And uh, and the thing about it, just to have one match, doesn't take a lot of training. If you go to training for about a month or two, you. You can be good enough to have one, have one match. Yeah. Who knows how? I'm not saying the match is going to be great, but it's going to be a match. I mean, most of the people who be watching, they don't really know what they're looking for anyway. So this actually might work out for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, see, see, come here. Go ahead, Soy, because we lost you for a bit. Yeah, I was like, did you guys even hear my question? <laughs> 
No. no what's the question? Yeah, listen, Zoom just like, oh, it logged off. I'm like, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I said, so for the novices, what is the difference between Impact Wrestling and WWE? Because like you said earlier, you did wrestling in high school and that's not what it was and you bounced. So what is the differences? Um, between WWE and Impact or between collegiate wrestling and what well, I What really did. Impact in WWE? Um, impact. I mean, I, I guess the only really difference is WWE is in a bigger scale. They're in a bigger network, and they have more money to um they're playing with. Um, they have way more people in their roster. I, I believe if I, I'm, they probably have over three hundred wrestlers in their roster. I know. With, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because they've been firing a whole bunch. Yeah. But, um, they. I mean, they're probably still close. So definitely over two hundred wrestlers on their roster. And the impact you're talking about, we only have by like 30 signed wrestlers on our roster. And um, we're on Access TV, WWE's on what, Fox and USA. So, um, but honestly, the wrestling part of it, the story part of it, I think our product is better. And a lot of people think so too. Mm-hmm. Would you ever work for WWE? Um, yeah, definitely. Never say never, right? Um, yeah, there's there's actually, rumors about that. Yeah, I've had chances to go there, and um, I actually had an opportunity to go there not too long ago, but uh, turned it down to stay in Impact. So I are you staying with Impact long-term? Because yeah. I know your contract's up. Uh, between us, yes, I am staying. I signed a new deal, and I'm staying Yay! with Impact. Okay. I had an opportunity to leave to go to WWE, but I just felt like, Right now, Impact was better for me with what they offered and the schedule and how I'm being used and a lot of more other things. And um, we'll see what happens with WWE in the next couple of years. I hope so because I would like to see a rematch between you and Bobby Lashley. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure it happen. I mean, it will happen one day. Like wrestling is like a revolving door, so <laughs> we always get to see each other down the road at some point. Uh, do you have like a real beef with any other wrestlers? Like, because <laughs> you guys put on a show, but I always wonder, like, is there someone? You don't have to say who it is, but do you have like me, a legit me, problem? Like, I don't me like personally. Um, I have no problems with anybody, but I will say that, like, just like in any other locker room, everybody don't like everybody. Like, just like in the football locker room, the basketball locker room, baseball, whatever you want to call it like you have people who legitimately dislike and hate each other and they because we because of the money they have to put all that stuff aside and do work and do business you know speaking of money how does it work in regards to your gear and like booking flights and like hotels and stuff like That's that like, sometimes i'll read certain things and i'll read that a lot of the people pay for stuff themselves and then i read that like it's given to them and then i'll read that they have to pay for their own travel like, how does that whole thing work what impact um they pay for your travel. They pay for your hotel. Um, now, there are some guys on the roster who don't get travel, who don't get a hotel. It all depends on how your contract is structured and the whole nine. But um, usually with gear, you have to take care of your own gear. Huh. Now, like if there's something on a show that they want you to do gear-wise, um, they will bring, they will offer that to you and be like, hey, we need you to wear this for the segment, blah, 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 blah. But usually wrestling, performing-wise, you take care of your own um, 
your own gear. But now, if you're smart, you'll find some sponsor out there who will pay for your gear if they put like their logo or whatever on it, which I do. So, um, yeah, that's how that works. How about the pandemic? Like, how were you affected by the pandemic? Did your money stop? I mean, you couldn't really wrestle, right? Um, no, no, no. Like, it's funny because every other um, entertainment product other than wrestling and MMA stopped. So Y'all didn't stop? I told you. Yeah, 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 so basketball stopped. Mm-hmm. Uh, football stopped. Um baseball the whole nine stop but wrestling and we just did it we did it in um in the studio with no fans so did you guys test and everything yeah yeah we did um but we did it in the studio with no fans just all the wrestlers and all the talent and all the production guys and actually this next on the 17th of July is the first show we have since the pandemic with fans. Now, how has it been wrestling through that? Like, I know usually it's the roar of the crowd that gets you guys going. Like, was it a difference? Did it feel that you had liked that way better or? Oh, it sucks. It, okay. it sucks. <laughs> I wouldn't lie to you. It's like, when I tell people it's like, Wrestling with no fans is like going to the gym on that day. You really don't want to go to the gym and you're just tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what wrestling with no fans is because you don't have that. Um, you don't have that excitement. Those, those fans yelling and screaming to give you some kind of push to, or motivation to do your job. You know, it's it's like when people go live on Instagram and nobody's in the room. With them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Like, some yeah, people have yeah. no problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great analogy it's like going live on instagram and you see nobody watching you just talk to yourself pretty much oh let me yeah. tell this funny ass story so when when so I, I i it's so funny i have to like call you moose like i have to make a mental note to call you moose because you're just quinn to me right yeah right so when i went to his match in philly um I walk in and everybody's like, moo. And they do the little, you know, like he has like a call or something. <laughs> and I'm like, who are they calling? Yeah. <laughs> and like, Why do I keep going moo? And I'm like, what? And then it hit me like they're calling him because yeah. I know him like his name is Quinn. And I'm like, why do they keep doing that? <laughs> and then I realized that's like he has like a little like intro, right? Like a little yeah. call, right? Yeah, my old intro was a song that was made by my brother, and ninety percent of the song was just him saying my name on it. So <laughs> fans started saying my name as the song would say my name, and then once the song was over, they would still be chanting my name. So it became a thing for a while, but I mean, and it's still a thing, but I don't use that music anymore. I I come out to something different. Are you like the boxers where you come out to like Lil Baby and stuff or like, does it have oh, to be no, like... No. Like in some indie shows, there's some guys in independent shows who do that will come out to like their favorite rappers or DMX or something hype, but like on a TV product, you actually have to have your song made or it has to be copyrighted music. Right, I shouldn't know Don't that. <laughs> <laughs> Another question: How did you get come up with the name Moose? Was it like a childhood name, or was it given to you? Um, a rookie in the NFL, Michael Vick gave it to me. 
Oh, I look like yeah. He said I look like a guy named Moose that played before I even got there. Never met this guy. I guess he looked like me, or I looked like him. And I just I hated the name when I first got it, but it just stuck. So yeah. <laughs> so everybody from that I played with from 2006 to now my wrestling career calls me Moose. Wow. Yeah. Um, with, with the name Moose, since you came in with it, like, do you own that name? Because I know with certain wrestlers, when they like, they're given their name, like they're told what their name is going to be, and when they yeah. like, they can't use that name anymore. Like, do you own the name? Um, I don't have a trademark, but um, I do own the name. So whatever company I go to, I'll, I mean, you could use that. I could use the name unless WWE decides, hey, if I if I ever was to go there, they decide, hey, we don't want you to go as most want you to go as somebody else, then we'll have to figure out what that name would be, you know. You would do that? Yeah, they would do it. They've done it to a bunch of people. That's another thing that that's another difference. I forgot which one of you asked. Um the Boy. difference between WWE and Impact. WWE usually um, more time than less, they would definitely change your name or Im- impact and other companies would, hey, if you're known by that name and you've made, uh, you have a grown fan base with that name, well, hey, we'll just keep that name on you. I love that. Yeah. So what's the long-term goal? You know, I mean, you've been playing, you've been playing sports your whole life. Um, I don't really make long-term girls. No? I just, uh, no, I <laughs> just... Does it freak you out? Like, how long am I going to be wrestling for? No, I don't. Like, I live... I kind of, like, live in it now. I don't... I mean, when it comes to stuff like that, like, financially, yeah. Like, you want to save, and I've been doing a good job saving. But, like, to making goals, and, and this year I want to do this. I, I don't like making that, because anything could happen. I could walk out the door right now and get hit by a bus. Sure. That's the end of my life. So whatever goal I made is it ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. So um, I I live in the moment. I live in the now. I mean, when am I gonna stop wrestling? When I feel in my body I can't do it anymore. So it could be forty. It could be fifty. It could be sixty. If I feel like I can still go and perform at a high level, then I'll keep doing it. But once I feel like I can't perform at a high level anymore, then I hang the boots up. Would now, you, after that, would you open up a school or yeah. um or teach kids or or or, or be a honestly, I'll probably just roll off to the sunset. Like once I'm done, I unless I get unless I work with a company like helping other wrestlers, like being an agent or a producer or something. Uh, I don't have no um, passion to open up a school or um probably yeah. not. Yeah. That gives me anxiety. But I who knows? I mean, my mind, and that's a, that's another reason why I don't like making goals like that because my mind could change. Like, mm-hmm. I wake up three months from now and be like, "Hey, I want to open a wrestling school. Let's do it." Like, yeah. So what I, sign I, are I you live. In, I'm a Taurus. You're like me. Oh my <laughs> god, that's so weird. A Taurus that doesn't plan. Who are you? <laughs> and that's another thing. I don't believe in the whole astrology, and I don't oh, believe in her now. Yeah, I believe in um nurture, not nature. There. Wait, what? When's your birthday? April twenty third. Your April, your your birthday's before no three days before five days. I can't count. That's right. Your birthday 20, is five days before mine. Yeah, you 28. remember my birthday? 
You just said it was five days, oh, okay. so I'm kind of like <laughs> You're such a good friend. You remember my birthday. <laughs> hey, shut up. Quinn, when are you having kids? I already have a kid. I have a um, eleven year old. Oh, yeah. what? What did you have? Yeah, with my with my ex wife, I have an eleven year old with my ex wife. I knew you were married. I didn't know you had an eleven year old child. Yeah, with my ex. Would you get your child moving into wrestling? Yeah, I mean, whatever he wants to do, I'm a big. I'll be. I will support whatever he wants to do. I'm not one of those dads that be like, oh, I don't want you doing this, and I don't want You're you right. doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, but I'd rather be the supporter of whatever he chooses to do than actually make him do something. Yes. I like Where that. do you live? Orlando. But Mina, they all live in Florida. Everyone Where who's do a- they? Yeah. That's, like, that's like golfers. Golfers they all, all live in Florida. <laughs> so do you guys interact with, like, the WWE people? I mean, I know you said you were at, what was his name, Ramos? Ramos. No. <laughs> What's his name? Shit, I, you know, I don't know. Razor, Razor Ramon. And, no. <laughs> <laughs> so is it normal for you guys to link up? Um, yeah, I, I mean, a couple of my best friends work for WWE. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we all talk. We all get along. I mean, there's no rule that says you can't be friends with somebody that works for another company. So mm-hmm. we I mean, all right. hang out. We all hang out. We all do things together, but we just work for separate companies. Are the friends wrestlers? You said what? The friends that you have over there, are they wrestlers? Yeah, they are. What's the name? Apollo Crews, okay, Ricochet, okay. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Did you, you said Ricochet? Bob, yeah, Bobby Lashley, good buddy of mine. Like, I mean, I have a few buddies that work over there. Just, you like I said, this is so, this is you amazing. Dexter's being, what's the name again for groupie? A mark? Yes. And there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with being a mark. At all. No, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. You know, Moose, I I I wanted you to come on the podcast specifically for Dexter because this man talks about wrestling all the time. And I'm like, yo, my friend from college is a really big wrestler. I'm like, I'm gonna have him come on the podcast. Oh, well, thanks for having me. I'm glad I came on. Thank you Finally. for the conversation. Yeah, it was great. You gave us some good insight for yeah. people who don't really know too much. So, Moose, I'm going to need you to get an apparel line so you could, you know, I'm, I'm planning your future here. I'm going to need you <laughs> to start selling apparel for your marks so that you can build your business so that when you decide to step away from wrestling, you still have something going, okay? Yeah, for sure. Now, how's the serious thing going? I mean, you're still doing the morning show, right? You've been doing uh, that for a while now. Yeah, well, I be, you know, when I was in college, I was on the radio, so. Uh, I didn't know you Remember that? that? No, I don't. You was a Syracuse radio, right? Yeah. I think I do remember that. Not serious, but it's like Syracuse stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I started there, and I kind of just kept going, you know? Well, how long have you been with Sirius now? Um, Total it- seven years. Is it hip hop? Is it hip hop nation? Yeah, I'm on the heat. 
Oh, the heat. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah I do nights on and the I heat. Always listen, like, I always listen to it when I'm in the car. I'm like, oh, that's me now. What's cool with I always get the heat and hip-hop nation. nation. So. We're, yeah. we're, so we're clean. We're the clean, the only clean hip-hop channel. We're, we're the family-friendly yeah. hip-hop channel. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when I graduated school, I worked at Sirius for four years. And then oh, I true. left and went to Philly and did mornings for six years. And then I went right back to Sirius XM and I've been there now my second time, three years. So in total, I've been there seven years. Oh, congrats. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I always tell Mina that those that these people from Syracuse, like I never regret my choice in college until I start talking to people who went to Syracuse. And I'm like, mm, maybe I made the right Yeah, the, the number one <laughs> communication school out there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's crazy. Was your major, like, was your major communications when you went? Yeah, I majored in communication. Mina, was yours too? Yeah, I was television and radio. Gotcha. Well, thank you for coming on, Quinn. We appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Nice meeting you. Really appreciate it. Anything you want to add? You want people to know? How can they come to your show? You know. Uh, I definitely want to plug this because, um, like I said, we have a pay-per-view on the 17th of July. Our biggest, one of our biggest pay-per-view of the year, Slammiversary, and it's the first show we have with fans. So tune in on whatever network you have. It's pay-per-view. I think it's $49.99, or you can get it on Fight TV. So there's definitely going to be some great matches. And you get to see me see me wrestle and act stupid and crazy. Yes. <laughs> With Impact Wrestling, because you're not leaving. Yeah. Yeah. And how long is your contract for? Two years. Two years. Did they ever try to get you to sign a longer term contract? Um, yeah, they do, but I always just keep it at two years. Yeah, Question, you real quick heart. before you go, what's the longevity of a of a um of a wrestler? Um, I mean it's it's hard to answer because you have wrestlers who wrestle to their sixty, and then you have some who retire at thirty five. So it's like, wow. um, that's a that's a very hard question to answer. It's definitely way better than football, I'll tell you that much. Okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> you made the like right pivot. You can have pivot. a good long stretch of a run in wrestling, unlike a lot yeah. of the other sports. Okay. All right, well, we'll see you on the mat. What do they call that? <laughs> the ring. The ring. <laughs> the ring, yeah. Mina took it back to collegiate and high school wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you on the ring. Be safe, Moose, Quinn. All right, <laughs> I'll, thanks for I'll having be watching. Me I'll be like, I know him. Yeah, <laughs> and Dexter's going to stalk you now on social media, just so you I'm know. I'm sure he will. <laughs> Don't be scared cool. if he just pops up in Orlando. <laughs> He'll be like, Quinn, I'm here. Not even hey, really. Quinn. That'll <laughs> be very creepy. <laughs> All right, bye, Moose. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Nice meeting you. (laughs) All right. That was good. Yeah. Oh, my Quinny. He's so different. He's so, like, calm now. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you knew a different Quinny back in the day. Well... (laughs) Okay. Well, well. He played, his, he, he played football so he can have fun with the guys. So I, it tells you a lot what you need to yeah. know. <laughs> right. I mean, I think we're all like that. You know, we kind of come down yeah. a little bit. So, 
Um, so thank you uh, to Moose for joining us. Normally we do the, the guest in the second part, mm-hmm. um, but Moose. So he kept apologizing because last time he was supposed to join us and he lost his phone. Mm-hmm. So I think this time he was like trying to make sure that he's not late or he doesn't miss yeah. it. So he like called me at 730 <laughs> and he's like like an hour before we're supposed to go. And he's like, I just want to make sure the time he's like, I'm so excited. Yeah, me and Tiny Dog will be there. <laughs> I thought he kept saying titty. Yeah, when he said titty, I was like, TD Bank? I was trying to figure <laughs> out what the TV meant. <laughs> right. All right, so let's hop into what's in our feed um, real quickly before we wrap it up, even though we've been talking to him for a long time. Yeah. So um, I just want to uh, just go through some of the things. I-, I thought we really needed to talk about the Little Nas X BET performance. Mm-hmm. Because um, Little Nas X, ever since he came out, has been very, very like sexual in his performances intentionally. Yeah. You know, um, I he's like the only artist I've ever seen be so out there with his sexuality as a gay man. You know, like, I mean, I, I don't think I, I mean, maybe Ricky Martin, you know, in the Latin community. But not not really, though. Not like this. Right. Not, not like this, though. Right, no. Like, I can't even. I can't. George was George Mike. Was he out? George Michael. He wasn't out until later on in life, but okay. people kind of knew. But for a long time, it was the guise of "I'm a boy." <laughs> right. So it's like it was also another generation, you yeah. know. Um. So oh, by George, think, kind of, sort of. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And these are all old names. Like they're not yeah. even like younger names. I can't even and- think. And they're not black and they're not hip hop either. Right. Right. So he's groundbreaking. He really Absolutely. Is. So it's fu- I, I don't think I'll, I'll ever be shocked by anything gay ever since watching Brokeback Mountain when I was a kid Ooh, and watching was- the sex scene. And I was like, <gasps> you know, that was an eye opener. I was like, whoa, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I've never seen this. So I'm not like annoyed or uncomfortable with anything yeah. that little Nas X is doing like it just doesn't bother me but at the end of his performance he kissed a man mm-hmm. um which I knew it was coming I felt it I mean I don't know how y'all didn't feel he was gonna kiss a man on tv and he hinted at it right and then and then people are upset about it I mean yeah, did yeah. you guys feel in any way uncomfortable about it did you think it was inappropriate um, well, I don't think anything I don't think anything in the world at this, this point is inappropriate or makes me feel uncomfortable. But I thought that kiss was very lazy and it was trash to me. And the reason I say that is because, like, I like the song. Call me call me by your name or whatever it is. I like that song. I thought like I was watching the performance. OK, he's killing it. I like this. This is cool. I really like it because he's gay and he wasn't hiding that he was gay in a room full of like hip hop artists and stuff like that who you, who are more than likely homophobic. I loved it. I thought that was cool. He was doing his thing or whatever. And then when he did the piece where he did the like the remember the time type tribute, I'm like, this is it. Like, I love this performance. And then he walked up the thing or whatever. I'm like, he killed it. Like, I'm proud of him. I think he did a good job there. And then he kissed that man. And I thought that was so lazy because now we're not talking about the remember the time stuff or the song or the regular performance. We're talking about that lazy kiss. That's it. And like, even I saw like headlines where he responds to the kiss and I'm like, the way he's even going about it, it's just a stunt to me. Like he doesn't even go about it in a sense of like, but what about my performance overall? Like he knows why he did that. And it's like, I think all those guys you mentioned before, they 
they worked on their talent. Like, yes, their sexuality is their sexuality, but my talent is what I'm here for. And he doesn't rely on his talent. He relies on his sexuality, which I think- I mean, I think he's doing it on purpose, though. Yes, but I think it's we're in troll culture and he's an admitted troll. He likes doing stuff like that to people. I don't know. I kind of have to disagree with you. I like the performance. The kiss was kind of hot to me. I didn't think it was like over the top because if it was way too much song, I'd be like, get that shit off of my screen. But it didn't, it didn't bother me at all. But I was taken aback, which I kind of expected it. But the roars in the in the audience when it happened, because we do know in hip hop, we know gay people are everywhere. It's and we're queer. We're not going anywhere. But for whatever reason in hip hop, and I guess because it's so male driven, they still take issue with homosexuality being on display. So for him, I just looked at it like, well, congratulations, like. It's about time. It's not like homosexuality doesn't exist and it's always been here. You need to catch up to where the times are. But I guess some people just mad, whatever, get over it. It's just such a double standard. Like when Madonna kissed Britney, you know, I don't remember mm-hmm. there being a whole lot of backlash. It was pissed. It was, they, no, it was were the they? Yeah, pissed off. Yeah. Oh, so I missed that. The same I think energy really, was given. I think if Little Nas X in that aspect of it, I think if he would have kissed a, a, another famous guy, then I would have been like, okay, I see why he did the kiss. But you just kiss a random backup dancer. Like, to me, it's just like, you just want attention for it. Like, what is the, what is this? I well, was... What other famous black guy would he have kissed that's out in the You want a Santana to come out? Santana could have came out there. Yes, he could have kissed yeah. Santana. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, just some famous black guy. I don't know. Frank Ocean. Yes, like, this. it could have been, it? It been somebody's coming out party. Somebody could have came out on the stage. He could have kissed them, and it would have been, that would have been a headline. Like, oh, this person you just You know what out. I was thinking about? It's funny. I wasn't even mad that he kissed a man. I oh. It didn't bother me at all. I told you, after Brokeback in the Mountain, nothing can, can mm-hmm. you know, can rattle me. But I was more so like, you just kissed a random backup dancer during COVID. Like, <laughs> have these people been tested? Like, that's more so where I was going. Like, have these people been tested? Do, do you know where his saliva has been? Like, is he COVID negative? I was more so there more than, oh, he kissed a man. Like, I didn't right. I mean, you know these kids don't care. What? <laughs> We outside. We outside. I'm outside, but I'm still not kissing a random. (laughs) Okay, so I get what you're saying, Zex. You're saying that the kiss kind of took away from the performance. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a shame because you really enjoyed the performance. I will say his performances are always a one. Yeah, he be dancing and doing. He 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 kills it. I like him. I I like him. He got a little body roll. I be like, yo, his body roll is mean. That little body roll he be doing. I mean, one thing I'll take from that performance, I'm happy to see that he's finally becoming comfortable with his sexuality on that platform. Because at one point, remember when he first came out, and well, came out, but then came out, people were saying, oh, it's a publicity stunt. And in my mind, I'm like, what the hell is, especially a black man and knowing the culture, I don't think a black man is going to stunt and say that he's gay or gay. Yeah, so, but it's nice to see him and his element and being able to be free. And it's like, F y'all, you're going to take me as I am. 
you know, in the white gay community is supporting him. Elton John is like his bestie. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm listen, he did. They did a tribute to Elton John mm-hmm. and little Nas X was in the tribute. Yeah, that tribute was a mess, though. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this. If y'all had kids, would you be OK with your kid seeing any same sex kiss on TV? Yes, I have like gay relatives and I would want my kid to know that whatever my relative is doing, like that's okay because me and your mom, we're not doing that. And you think what we're doing is normal. So whatever this person is doing, it's normal too. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't bother me. I mean, it's part of life. I, I feel like you're doing your kids a disservice if you are shielding them from so much in the world. Now I can understand if it's man on man intercourse or just home, I mean, uh, I guess, heterosexual intercourse. I'm not with that. I don't think kids should be seeing that. But as a parent, you need to man up or muscle up and explain the world to your kids because you can't just keep them in the bubble their entire life. Once they go out into the world, they're exposed to everything. So some people think think that if their kids see it, they'll start doing it. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people think that. And I saw a post earlier today that said like a lot of people are saying like when you see your child doing these things like your child grows up and they become this way but a lot of you guys grew up watching the cosby show and the fresh prince and neither you guys are not lawyers and doctors so i guess thank you <laughs> i think like i 100 percent agree with you that is the saddest excuse like just say you're homophobic and call it a day like I, that just bothers me when people do that well the kids will see it so you're not you're just letting your kids watch TV, all the devices, and just let them roam free. You don't explain anything to them. It's no kind problem. of, it's just ridiculous because I feel like a lot of parents, because they feel uncomfortable with these conversations, because they might be a little bit more uh, conservative or, you know, maybe mm-hmm. these things weren't encouraged in their home. So they were raised differently because they have an uncomfortability with it. It's almost like you don't want to address it with your child. But the reality is your child is going to school and they're being subjected. And especially the younger generation, they're a lot more sexually fluid than we were, you know? So it's like they're they're subjected to this stuff. They're seeing these things. They're coming across these things. And like if you're not properly explaining to your child what these different things mean, your child may be confused anyway. Yeah. I think that in, in the parents defense, though, like maybe like five, six years ago, especially when we were coming up. The hardest question was, where do babies come from? Now, this day, <laughs> the parents got to explain everything. Wow. It's a lot going on these days. So I get it. But at the same time, you got to come. You got to you got to evolve with the times. Yeah. Because the kids yeah. can tell you where babies come from and, and when it happens and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so we're kind of running long. I just want to breeze by this. Uh, Fat Joe says little baby is this generation the best rapper this generation. So it kind of gave me like Jacquees. I'm the best R&B artist of this generation kind mm-hmm. of vibes. I didn't disagree with it. Um, but do, do, do you guys see anything wrong with this? I don't personally. Um, I, I think he's saying that because Little Baby is more just about a vibe. Like, I feel like when you mix the vibe, but I'm really out here and I'm really trying to bring my community up and like just afford others the opportunity that I or you know the 
the opportunities that I might not have had if I could give it to somebody else. I I like him. I like little baby. So with that, I 100% agree with Fat Joe of that generation. Because when right. you like ran it back, I was like, hold up, he ain't better than Cole, but <laughs> but Jay Cole's 10 years older than him. Exactly. So that's where I'm like, it's a so different generation. The, so I'm okay with it. So when Jacque said it, people were all mad, but it's like they keep forgetting the this the this generation. Like Chris mm-hmm. Brown is another generation. Yeah. Trey Songs is another generation. Usher's another generation. So I I I didn't have a problem with Jacquees. I definitely don't have a problem with Lil Baby. Yeah, I don't, have, I don't have a problem, but I don't necessarily agree. But I think that's just like that's Fat Joe's like opinion. I think it's mm-hmm. good for somebody at his stature to give an opinion because so many people don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK. Uh, and then <laughs> Jack Harlow and Sweetie were trending <laughs> because of a simple smile and a look back on a red carpet. Now, I mean, it wasn't nothing simple about that look back and smile, sweetie. Girl, <laughs> hello. That's how it starts. The smile yeah. and the look back. Right. Yes. And then did y'all watch the video of them actually interacting where he walks up to her and says, hi, I'm Jack. She's like, I know. I know. And then he grabs her hand. This is not casual. And he's like, why are you shaking? And he's like, and then this is this is where the game comes in. Right. Because now she's testing his manhood. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, you coming up to me shaking. And he doubled down on that and and put his other hand on top of hers and said, I'm not shaking. Woo. That means I can handle you, sweetie. Yeah. Oh, but that's what all that, that's what all that just meant. Yeah, it's a struggle <laughs> of power. And can you handle me? No, you can't handle me. Yes, I can. Ooh, and you I, just muscled up, man. You, 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 you got all that from that interaction, that video. Yes, Dexter. <laughs> yes. I love women. I love it. Y'all just made a whole movie out of like whatever it is. I love it. Did that you is, see it though? Stop. I did. Movie. You know, I don't follow the shade room, so I don't see they, nothing. No more. Is more it wasn't just room. on the shade room. I, I don't follow none of those blogs. I only follow the Mina House, Mina's House podcast. You guys, that's you should guys follow Mina's House pod on social media. Follow the page. Um, I think it's great though. I, I think that we've seen her go through a really crazy like breakup. To, so to see her in like any type of like loving or happy situation, I'm, I'm here for it. I personally have a major crush on her. I think she is like. She, that woman is everything. And I don't know who Jack Harlow is. I just, you guys know him, but do you think he can afford the Birkins? Because if not, he can't. Jack got a couple songs, man. Yeah. Jack got like, you know, him being white, you know, they born with a, with a thousand credit score. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) he might got some family money in the tuck. We don't know what's going on with Jack, but I was listening. I was liking the energy he was giving, sweetie. As a woman, that's what you, when a man approaches you, that is how you want it to be done. Like, right. hello, okay. my name is. Let me go yes. watch so I can learn some game, learn how to approach the ladies. Look, yes. If you would have threw in a love, uh, have a great day, love. I would have been like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> to all the girls, but I'm going to give you some. <laughs> Yo, the crazy part about it is Jack Harlow got swag and like, I think this put him on a whole nother level because a lot of people were not talking about Jack Harlow the way they talking about him right now. And he has a couple of joints. Mm -hmm. So a rapper or singer? He's a rapper. He sings What's Poppin'. You never heard What's Poppin'? Uh, The only radio station and channel I listen to is Mina. When Mina goes off, I turn the radio off. You know what? (laughs) 
Well, he's popping. He got yeah. a popping song, basically. Yeah. Okay. And it seems because he's white, he's not trying to be, because that's another thing. Usually as like a white rapper, would we get um, Malibu's most wanted in our heads. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, Chet Hanks. Yes. He is the furthest thing from Chet Hanks. So it's like. So okay, the scale from Chet Hanks to Eminem, where is he at? In the middle. Yeah, okay. that, smack that. M is all the way low key. I feel like Jack is a little like, like he's somewhere in the middle. You yeah. know, like he has he, like Eminem would never, in my opinion, I've never met Eminem, full disclosure. I've never interviewed him, nothing. But in my opinion, I don't think Eminem would walk up to someone and introduce himself, th- someone that he has been admiring. I don't, yeah. that he doesn't strike me as, as that kind of man. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jack clearly did. So, yeah. Jack had I, it. Quavo who? Right. <laughs> right. In front of the camera, like, he knew he was being filmed. Like, yes. he, he still did it. That that man wants the smoke. That he wants the, the smoke. And the fact that he was willing to put himself out there, being that he's white, because we always know that when the white guy try to holler at the black girl, and then at the BET Awards with all that press, even if he was black, most people, most men would not put themselves out there like that. So I could see why she was like, yo, oh, oh, you like me? You really like me. <laughs> she gave him the look. No, I'm yeah. telling you, actually, you have to watch. She gave him the I'm look watch. back. Y'all, y'all Please have- go back and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> then there's a picture of the aftermath. Yes. So, and the look at each other right. in the aftermath. I said, they about to have some babies. <laughs> Not some babies. Girl, you just. But to your point, Dexter, I don't really think she's looking for a man that has that can buy her Birkins. Like no. you've had that. He's been cheating on you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like she has her own yeah. money. And literally every time I turn around, she has a new deal with a company. Yeah. I mean, she's she now she's trying out weird food for some company because she likes eating weird food. So it's like I don't think right now in her career she's yeah. trying to get the guy that can buy her a Birkin. I think right now in her career she's trying to get the guy that won't cheat on her and be faithful and loving mm-hmm. and beating on her. But doesn't her family come from money too? Jack? No, um, sweeties. I think I her family. I think if I'm not mistaken, I might, you know, between the Sweeties and the Mulatto, one of their mothers was like a video vixen back in the day. Oh, I think that is and her. I, it I was it Sweetie. Is her and married some type of mogul or, or producer. Yeah, and Gabrielle Union's her cousin. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she, she, and Birkin ain't nothing for her. She like, says, I can buy my own Birkins. What up with it, Jack? <laughs> I, like, I, I, I like that girl a lot. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for watching the Venus House podcast. Anything, anything you guys want to add? That's it. I, thank you for for having Moose on today. Like this is this is great. Yeah, it was a good time. Thank you for having me, Mina. I appreciate it. I I always enjoy myself when I come on the show. Listen, we <laughs> had to get you back because <laughs> last pod Moose wasn't here, and Toy was like, "Can I come back when Moose come on?" And I'm like, "Yes, girl," because I'm like, "Toy, we gonna talk to Moose today." And then yes. Moose lost his phone. <laughs> so thank you for coming back and joining us, and thank follow you. us on social media at Mina's House Pod, and hit the link in bio to sponsor the podcast. I've made it very simple. All you gotta do is go to the link in bio because I was giving some long ass yeah. go to podbean dot slash and no yeah. go to the link in bio on our social and right there you can get all the episodes and you can sponsor the podcast. He said, "Girl, you want the money or not?" Girl, <laughs> we trying to get the little some coins. It's coming. 
It's coming. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. I mean to say what? Dex Stucky. Latoya Charleston. Hey, you got it. I did it. <laughs> All right. Bye, y'all. Bye.